mamas, we see you doing all the things like wiping the runny noses while washing the dishes, trying to schedule the doctor's appointment, and still pay attention to that conference call. And then we see you feeling all of the feelings, that sigh of relief at the end of the day, when for at least 30 seconds, the house is completely quiet. The guilt you feel over the books that you didn't read or the kind words that you didn't say. We know that the collision between motherhood and mental health is a real thing, and not enough people are talking about it. So come have a chat with us. Grab your favorite dinner that doesn't require you to do the dishes and take a seat on our couch. This is Takeout Sessions. Hey guys, welcome back to Takeout Sessions. It is a beautiful, and by beautiful, I mean freezing cold spring day in Central Virginia. I'm not sure when it decided to go back to winter. Uh, Me neither. I can't... I had clients complaining last week and just like people that I know complaining last week of we should get like an in-between time before it's, yeah, no. Because it was like 90 degrees last week. It was suddenly. And now it's back to gloomy, doomy, and like 52, 53, and freezing at night. It's cold. Not I've got boots on and leggings. You do. I'm wearing a sweatshirt because that's all I can muster today. But it's cold. It is cold. Oh my goodness. Do you know what I realized about my life today? What? It doesn't matter if I'm coming here to eat dinner with you and do our podcast, which AJ conveniently told me was just like coming to have dinner with you and talking and recording it, (laughs) which is fair. It's fair. Okay. We hear you, AJ, but go away. Anyway, the point is I still have to feed my family. Yeah, you do. I do. And I'm like, man, so I was late getting over here because I was trying to make their dinner and I, I could leave that for him to do, but mm, yeah, they'd get fed. They would all be fed. I don't know what they would eat is the the concern. I mean, I'm, that's, that's And I fair. don't know how much of a bomb going off situation would be left to deal with, so... I think the kitchen would be the biggest issue. It would be. It would be. I would walk in and I would leave immediately. I would just be, I would come, <laughs> come out. Like, I'm going to sleep on your couch. You figure out T-ball practice tomorrow. It's going to be all right. Oh, so. T-ball practice. <sighs> we don't know. It. it I love it because the kids love it. But the thought of being somewhere so early on a Saturday morning is painful. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it is. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little harder, I guess, because I've been picking up so many late night shifts yes. on Fridays. But I mean, I, I think I took my Saturday mornings for granted. Absolutely. Well, we did too, because we usually go to my parents to visit and it's just been, you know, get up, have car breakfast. Everybody's munching on their Cheerios and looking at the birds and the scenery and I'm drinking my coffee. And now it's like, we have to go. <laughs> Feed, get ready, dressed, yeah. in the car. And on. then last week, even though we were a little bit late, we got stuck in traffic and we were so late getting there. We were only there for like 30 minutes. And I think, honestly, it's going to be the same way tomorrow. Yeah, it's the 30th tomorrow. So the sign says that there will be a lane of 29 shut down again. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, it's We're like, not going to be there tomorrow. Uh, we, so. we may not be either. We'll have to see. <laughs> don't judge us if you're on our T-ball team. We love you guys. We just don't love Saturday mornings. Not no. Oh, goodness, mom brains. Mm. What are our mom brains? What is your easy go-to dinner? Well, it's painful. You go first. I have to oh, think for a second. Not fair. 
it's probably quickly becoming spaghetti and everybody in my family will eat a variation of that. It's just noodles and sauce and some people like the noodles, some people like the sauce, some people like them together and we make it work. I have to say, <laughs> mine's two things. <laughs> my poor kids. Dumplings. 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 That is, that is seriously, <laughs> I always have the Walmart big bag of dumplings in my refrigerator and I always have the absolute cheapest pizza you can possibly buy mm -hmm. in my freezer. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. They absolutely love it. Absolutely. Follow us, guys, since we're hitting it out of the park here. Haha, <laughs> T-ball <laughs> reference. So follow us for more dinner tips. We're going to start Can't Even Dinners on our Instagram page. We're excited about it. Yes. We do actually have better ideas. They just are failing us right now as we're getting to the bottom of our coffee. <laughs> so, oh, snap. You could give yourself a mom award this week. What would it be? So like a superlative I don't know. I, mine would be, if you need it, it's in my car. Because when we rolled up to the T-ball park the other day, it was like, okay, I'm giving your kids clothes and food. I'm pulling out strollers and bags and husbands from my car. And it was just like, you know, we, we're, we're doing this thing. <laughs> so. Oh, man, that's tough. This week flew by. It, this it, was a blur for me. It was a big, we're tired after this week. It, it was, it, uh, you know, it was one of those weeks where I just made it. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I could give myself an award for you just made it. making it this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. I made it. And it, I think you're supposed to come off of vacation so rested and. Oh, yeah. You were coming back from vacation. That's a double whammy. It It was not an easy transition back. You need a vacation from your vacation you sometimes. Really, you really do. We're not the only ones who say that, too. I've seen a lot of people saying that recently. But this was this was a challenging week. Nobody yeah. was sick this week. Thank God. Just getting back into the swing of things, though. But, yeah. The, I think we never realize how tired we are until we stop. And mm -hmm. then we think that we can recharge faster than we can. Mm -hmm. And we can't. No. You never you never get all that sleep you lost back. <laughs> No, so it work that way. What do we eat tonight? Ooh, Suzakos. I was not sure about this when Jenna was like, hey, stop here. I've been before, but it's been a long time. Mm. They were rolling. It was hard to get in there. They were so busy. I mean, you know somewhere's good when you're almost out the door waiting in line. It is my one of my new favorite places. And we know that I love sushi and I love Chinese and... Japanese food, but this is totally my go-to. One, because it's fresh and it's delicious. Yeah. But two, because it's also cheap. Yes. Their price point was really good. A lot of places are raising prices. We understand the whole inflation thing, but mm -hmm. it, it was not. And the portion sizes were huge. So what did you get? I got black pepper chicken, which is kind of my go-to hibachi style thing. I, it was so good. So good. So it's like a chicken with like, I guess a pepper something on it, but it comes with celery, which sounds really strange, but it's actually really good. Hibachi Interesting. vegetable style with the rice and the yummy sauce. Okay. So I judge yummy sauce kind of like ranch. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And it was good. It was delicious. Delicious. All right. All right. So, and cheap, like you said. So five stars for me. I'd go again. Nice. Well, I'll definitely go again. I always get the same thing every time I get the poke bowl. Um, which is basically sushi in a bowl. Yeah. So I love salmon. So I get the raw salmon, 
seaweed salad. That is my jam. Oh my goodness. What is that? It's so good. I mean, it's, it's seaweed and... Um, like sesame oil and sesame seeds Mm. and lots of things done to it. I don't know what they are, but (laughs) that and some green onions and a little spicy mayo and brown rice. I am falling in love with brown rice if it's cooked correctly, which coming from me who absolutely loves like white steamed rice. Yes, that is a feat for sure. I love their brown rice there. So anyway, I'm not a sushi raw fish person, but yours looked really good delicious. I would probably work myself up to try something like that. Maybe. Look at that. Maybe. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Oh, coming so far in our motherhood journey. But Mm -hmm. today, today we were going to talk about something that has been on (laughs) my heart because I keep having conversations with my people. Jeanette and I had a conversation this week. I'm going to shout out to her because she was the inspiration after having a conversation about how motherhood truly is like high school. It absolutely is. And I never thought of it exactly this way until recently, but it definitely is just like high school in so many ways. It's different, but in so many ways it is. So we're going to talk about that today. Ooh, what was your high school experience like? (laughs) Dark and mysterious. No, actually, so I didn't really have a normal high school experience. I don't tell anybody, but... If you're local, this hit Facebook Live earlier in interview I had to do this week. So, oh, Papa O just threw me under the bus. He's like, so were you homeschooled? Yes, Papa O. Yes, I was. <laughs> oh, we love you, though. It's okay. So we, I was homeschooled, and then I started going to the community college, which where I'm from is kind of known as 13th grade. It is like... The people that went to community college when I was going, okay, it used to be known as 13th grade. They were the people who had really bad grades or part. So they either had really bad grades and couldn't get into a four-year school, but they wanted to eventually go, or they had partied so much at the four-year schools, they had gotten booted out and they came back and were just taking classes. So it was quite the experience. I grew Hmm. up in a much smaller town than here, and it it was fun. You ran into all sorts there. I also... My hometown's really economically hard hit, so there was a lot of older adults who had just lost their jobs and had grant money and were coming back and getting, and that really, truly was my high school experience, but there were really good parts, too. Uh, So all that to say, I didn't experience a lot of the, like, traditional cattiness and run-ins that you would think of with your high school experience. No mean girl stuff, because all my friends were older. And in some cases, way older than me. Well, I guess I had your typical high school experience. Um, I mean, I enjoyed high school. The beginning part of high school was difficult for me. Um, That's when I taught you guys know that I had seizures in the past. Mm -hmm. And so the first part of high school, I really can't remember because I was on so much medication. (laughs) So... But what I, the little bits I do remember, there was, there was quite a bit of cattiness. There was a lot of cliquish, mm-hmm. um, drama, um, mean girls. Yeah. Um, they exist. It was, there was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. And I, I can probably say that was that way through high school, but I enjoyed high school. It was, it was a good experience. I was your typical cheerleader. Yeah. That's what, that was kind of my what you did niche in high school. I love it. So what was the best like highs and lows? Best part, worst part for you? 
the cattiness was the worst part. Mm -hmm. The girls, the drama, the hatefulness, the... I mean, I don't think it's anything like it is now for kids at school, but the drama. Yeah, that that was hard. Um, I loved cheering. I loved that aspect of it. Going to games and I was homecoming queen. Um, so that was, all of that was fun. And you were homecoming queen? I was. I love it. I, I didn't know this. I was the homecoming queen and I was Miss Stanton River. Stop it. Senior year. I did not know I was in the presence of royalty. I mean, you know, and I still want to get that license plate back on my car. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's okay. It's, we're working through that as well. Much like the sushi being left out for three days. We'll get there. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What about you? Oh. What was your favorite part? So the best part probably was just gaining. I, I I felt like I gained a lot of independence in high school and some of it was unintentional. But again, high school for me was kind of going to community college and I transitioned out of being the weird homeschool kid who didn't fit into anything into I had a job, I had a car, a nice car, but I had a car. And the, the years that would be considered high school, I was working my job and then my dad had a business that I was working at part-time as well. And they were very close to each other. So lots of times I would go to class, go to work at my my job, and then go across the parking lot and help him close up his restaurant. And it was just really busy and but good in mm -hmm. a way. And it was kind of nice to start getting, I don't know, finding out who I was and how I handled situations and how I operated under pressure almost. Worst part probably was still being like, hey, I'm this super responsible kid. And I have this super early curfew and just little things like getting grounded, you know, all of that stuff of like, you you're getting you're, grounded. You're almost, I was in my driveway. I was in my driveway. <laughs> I just didn't come in the house and I got grounded for a week. We could probably um, relate a lot of my mental health issues back to that. Not really, but <laughs> I, I feel like we were very similar with yeah. that. Like I didn't. I wasn't a rebel. I didn't really do anything, but I do remember the one time and mom and dad, I know you're listening and you will remember <laughs> this because I'm sure you were laughing before I walked in the door. I know this now as a parent. Yeah. You're just kind of waiting for it and you can't wait to watch the setup. Oh yeah. So I skipped school. The one time I skipped school. Oh boy. With my boyfriend at that time. I remember where we went, but so at our high school, there's a convenience store right next door. And oh. I'm, I'm from a very small town like you are. So everybody knows everybody and everybody knows my parents. And I decided <laughs> to, and I probably need to preface this with, my mom gave me her BMW as my car to drive in high school. Okay. And the license plate had princess on it. That's a pretty distinguishable car that's parked at the BP right next to the school. So the vice principal called my parents and was like, by the way, did you know Jenna's car is at BP and she's not at school? Because <laughs> I'd forged a note. You forged a note. You, you pulled out all the stops and then left Princess I sitting did, at the BP and station. I left it sitting at the BP station. Well, long story short, boyfriend brings me back to get my car and my car is gone. Because they came and got it. No. <laughs> they came and got it. So he had to take me home 
and go in. And my parents were sitting at the table when I walked in the door because, of course, they parked the car in the garage. So when I pulled up to the house, there was no car. So you think the car has been stolen and you have to go in and tell them that your car is gone. Yeah. It was good. I know they, they were, were laughing before I walked in there. Drinking a cup of coffee. It didn't play out. We <laughs> both had a coffee oh, when I walked in. So anyway, oh, yes, we aspire to be like them one day. Yes. So. And we also know that we are going to be tracking our children down at one point together. Oh, for sure. Because they're going to be together. For sure. And we're both going to be like ready to, you know, just give them both what for. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, is Corley going to be the ringleader of the problem? Oh, heck no. She is going to know. We have to, we have to cultivate this. <laughs> Coralie is going to know the dirt and the skinny on every single one of our children at all times. And she is just going to tuck that away for a rainy day. Oh, she is. And she's so going to set them up. She is. So we just have to stay in good with her mm -hmm. and we will always know what the other ones are up to. I'm convinced. We are going to be tracking them down one day together Ugh. and AJ is going to die. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because we're going to get another cup of coffee and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Okay. So do you remember the first time as a mom that you felt judged in public? We're bringing this full circle here. Ooh. Judged in public. So this is not the first time that I felt judged in public, but I can't believe I haven't shared this story before. Last summer... <laughs> last summer we were taking swimming lessons and <laughs> my child my sweet precious angelic child who left her mind somewhere else that day oh, guys this was fantastic did not and i was so thank god we had back-to-back -back swim lessons i had austin with me right yeah i was holding austin you were holding austin yeah yeah so my five-ish year old, I think she turned five at this point, was taking swim lessons. She's really scared of the water. We've been working through it like we do it every year. She wasn't cooperating that day. And it wasn't just because of fear. Like she was not doing what she was supposed to do. And she was just straight up not listening. And she was just kind of jumping around, being playful, and didn't do any of the things that she was supposed to do. And therefore, she didn't get her prize at the end of class, which is just something that the swim instructor set up. And I think it's fine. You know, it's not, I don't truly think this is anything that's going to cause long-term psychological damage to anyone, but me in this situation, she lost her mind. She wasn't getting out of the pool. She was not going to get, and it was just, it was a small pool. Thank the good Lord. It was a small pool and it was, it only came up to like my waist, but I think it was like a four foot. So I guess that's farther than my waist. But anyway, it wasn't a large pool and she was not going to get out. And your lesson had already started. And Gray was doing a really good job of ignoring her, but she is literally just screaming, wailing, moaning, like, I don't know, losing her mind in the other end of the pool. And I kept talking to her and I'm like, I need you to get out. And I did all the things. You you truly did. I you really pulled did. out every trick. Every trick. I counted I was peaceful. I was empathetic. I talked her through it. We did everything. We are 15 minutes into Gray's lesson. She is still screaming at the top of her lungs. And I was like, okay, all right. Jenna took my baby <laughs> and I proceeded to get into the pool with my cl clothes on <laughs> because I had no choice. Guys, if I could have videoed this, if I didn't have to hold the child, I would have videoed this because it was 
fantastic. And I got in there and I got her (laughs) screaming butt out of the pool and she continued to scream and everyone was looking. This is like, this is the classy pool. And Alyssa has just gotten in with her jeans and t-shirt and is now sopping wet, dragging, screaming, sopping wetness and the baby back to the car. Oh, she continued. I, I don't know if I left the baby with you or if you just walked to the car with us. I'm not sure. I want to say I walked to the you, car You had with to walk, and, and I just, like, surfboard style. I think I took mm-hmm. her screaming wet tail out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just what had to be done. Because, we, I mean, we couldn't stay there and wait it out. We tried. Those are, yeah. I definitely felt judged for the meltdown. And, like, I have been so sympathetic to other moms dealing with meltdowns there ever since that day. It was a it was a challenging day. You did well, though. Thank I you. truly have to say, from a mom's standpoint, I could feel, like, how embarrassed you were about oh, what I was just going on. To crawl under something and But I mean there. you really did. You did a great job. You did everything you could. But when you went in that pool, I was like, oh, she is going for it. Yeah. Like Anna Lee. <laughs> Look out. Sweet boo. Sweetheart. <laughs> just come out of the pool. Like But I mean, she kept going further and further away from she you. She did. She was running from me after I got in the pool. I was like, oh man. Just give it up, girlfriend. Honey, it's over. Yeah, it is. She stayed in her room for a really long... And see, this is this goes into the next thing. Have you ever felt excluded from certain groups because of your parenting decisions? That would... D- depending on your parenting style and your choices about how you discipline and things like that, I feel like that could be very exclusionary because mm-hmm. you could hear that story and immediately go, well, why did you try this? And did you try that? And did you do this? And why in the world did you send her to the room for the rest of the night? Well, friend, I wanted to make a lasting impression and I didn't know what else to do. And I think sometimes we just have to do the best we can with what we have. Yep. And if that means you're driving home and sopping wet jeans because you've been through a terrible life experience, then that's what you did that day. (laughs) I really didn't know what else to do. There was no good thing to do. We were either going to stay there until she, like, drowned from screaming to death (laughs) or... Because I don't think she even had her life jacket on at this point. Mm-hmm. And she can't swim. Or I was going to get her out of the pool and we were going to go. And then she, but I wanted her to feel the consequences of that. She stayed in her room for a long time. A really long time. Yeah, it's hard because everybody's got their own opinion on how you're supposed to discipline your child. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to address issues with your child. Yes. We've got the gentle parenting. We've got the, whatever the opposite of that is. Free range, attachment, there's all kinds of labels you can give yourself. And I think all of those, I mean, personally, I see myself kind of like I do a therapist. I don't ever tell somebody I am this kind of therapist. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, I'm like, oh, I'm eclectic. And it (laughs) sounds really dumb. But that's how I like to take my parenting approach. Mm -hmm. Because there's some things that I do that probably line up with all of those guys. I literally had to plug in my laptop tonight to do this. And I noticed that Jenna had outlet covers on her outlets. And I was like, you're a little too free range for this. Like, aren't you kind of one of those people that's like, well, if you di- if you get shocked, you won't do it again. That is totally, totally my style. I'm impressed that you have outlets. I know, right? It's like the one safety thing I've got going on. I'm so on proud house. of you. I'm so proud of you. Uh, right. You get a sticker. But seriously, you, you can find something wrong with everything. Yeah. And I think it's okay to disagree. I think where we get into, you know, muddied water, for lack of a better term, is when you're just like 
okay, because we don't agree on everything, then I have to exclude you or I have to treat you differently or I have to not speak kindly to you. You're not like me, so you can't sit at my table. Basically. We wear pink on Wednesdays. We wear pink on Wednesdays. Girl, I wear whatever shirt I can find by the time Wednesday comes around. I don't know what color it's going to be. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot like that. Um, I don't know. I can't off the top of my head think of feeling judged necessarily by people in public. But I know I have judged myself based on my kids' behaviors. And I know this about myself. I have high expectations of my kids. 100%. Um, I do treat them like little adults. I don't, I mean, I think I treat them age appropriate, but I do have high expectations of how you're going to act. Yeah. Um, And we're both not the parents that are like, you know, we're going to do everything for you. No. It Like, we want you to carry your own bag Mm -hmm. and we want you to buckle yourself into your car seat when it's Mm -hmm. age appropriate. And we kind of have expectations of like, okay, if you know how to do something like get out of the dang pool, then you should just do it and it shouldn't be a convert or, and if you can't just do basic expectation things, then there's probably going to be a consequence. I expect my kids to be independent. Mm -hmm. It is something, and I don't, you know, that might be something I can work on as a parent because I do have high expectations of them. Um, But I want you to do for yourself. If you can do it, don't expect me to do it. Yeah. I'd, so, you know, and they're babies still. They are. So, so, I mean, and not not in a hateful, like we're not expecting you to carry a 30-pound right. pack up a mountain or anything like that. But you can carry your snack bag up the stairs yes. by yourself. Sir. Yes. And you can come here when I tell you to. We have a lot of conversations about, and we talk through things. Like it's not just whatever, but like we have lots of conversations about how the reason that we practice coming when mommy says come here or stopping when mommy says stop is because it could be a safety concern at Mm -hmm. some point. Like I could be telling you come here. So you're not in the middle of the road when a truck runs by, or I could be saying, you know, stop doing what you're doing. So you don't fall off of something. And those are the kind of things that, but again, everybody has a different opinion on that. And all you got to do is go to the park for a few minutes and you will see that you do not parent the way that everybody else does. Absolutely. And you can run into some run-ins with that. Have you had any run-ins with any parents? Um, I think there may be, I feel like there was a situation and I can't even remember where it was. Um, but there, I mean, there's some different lines of thought on like, I'm not going to force my kid to share. Mm-hmm. And there's also some different lines of thoughts on how to approach if a child is aggressive in any way Mm -hmm. and those are both no's at my house so I think we had an incident where we got hit somewhere and I mean ultimately the how I respond to that stuff is like if we can't work it out well we just leave because I think you just need to set a boundary and not get into a big huge scuffle but it can feel very exclusionary when you're like okay your kid just like hit my kid or Mm -hmm took something from my kid and we're not gonna address it I'd rather work that out as like adults and one thing I really appreciate about our relationship and we've talked about this a lot probably is that it doesn't matter who sees whose kid doing something they're not supposed to be and we're not gonna like go start spanking somebody that's not what we do but if your kid hits my kid or my kid hits your kid whoever sees it first is gonna address it Mm -hmm. yep And, you know, I'm going to keep your kids out of the road the same way I'd keep my kids out of the road. And I wish we could get to that certain level of general 
it's more of like a community community to things you know it's and having respect for other parents because i would want somebody to address my kids mm-hmm. you know if they're if they're doing something wrong or not making a good choice or whatever you know obviously it's different with me and you but yes. then it would be with a complete stranger but and that's true i mean i, I think there's also a place where we've kind of gotten done with the unsolicited advice in Kroger. I mean, we've all been there too. So, and honestly, I mean, it might not be that you really want to be in the grocery store with your screaming child, but you might need to just get butter and cheese and book it. And you're just really trying to get there. Mm -hmm. So we don't always have the option to just leave, but when possible, I think that is always a, what's the difference between support and judgment? Where's Mm -hmm. that line? I feel like that line is that's a tough line. It is. So the biggest one here is I feel like we should never say my kid will never. Because as mm. soon as you even think that, your kid will. <laughs> Lord. I was telling something somebody about this the other day yep. that I was like, I never thought I would do something. But that is exactly. Oh, we was talking like tablets and yeah. iPads and dinner time. Mm-hmm. Like taking kids out to restaurants. Oh, yes. You know, I used to always think to myself, you know what? My kid's going to sit there. He's going to, he, she's going to have these wonderful manners and they're going to participate mm-hmm. in conversation-ish. No. Yeah. yeah. It, you know what? If you want to play on the iPad, you want to play on my phone. If yeah. I can have a decent meal and a it's quiet so meal, that's what we're going to do. So true. That's the best part about eating without your kids, I think, is that you actually get to finish your food. Yeah. But I think that you could get judgment for that one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between feeling like you understand where a mom is coming from and going, my kid will never, or I would have done this differently, or I don't understand why you're not just, you know, taking your screaming kid to the car. And we have all done that so many times. And we're mm-hmm. kind of like unconsciously judging. Mm-hmm. We don't have to all agree on parenting techniques. Because we all do it differently. We all do it differently. But I think there has to be a general level of not so catty, attacky kind of thing. Like Facebook mom drama. Have you ever participated in Facebook mom group drama? I have not. I've never been on a Facebook moms group. I'm not on Facebook anymore, really. I don't participate in it. I'm there, but just don't. So guilty. I 100% have read these before when I was up nursing a baby and couldn't stay awake any other way. Like, it's just... Sometimes interesting to scroll and be like, this is actually happening online. <laughs> but, I mean, pe- people will go-, go down your throat. Really? Yes, about everything from your vaccination choices to your religious choices to your inclusivity choices to what diaper brand you use. Like, somebody can have a problem with anything. Yeah. And this is very much a situation where I'm like, we all just need to agree to disagree and <laughs> agree on the fact that like all of our kids cry and all of our kitchen floors have cracker crumbs on them and all of us haven't washed our hair in three days. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, it, but it, the sad thing is, is that then turns to internal judging it because does. you're worried about what everybody else is thinking about you or how they're feeling or am I doing this right? It makes mm-hmm. you second guess yourself. And it really does. You know, we're, we're on two different, all these different types of walks in our life, you know, especially mm-hmm. with kids. Um, I know for myself, I always beat myself up over what my kids eat. Yes. Dinner is a very difficult time for us because we're doing so much and it's just me and the kids. So I don't have time to make like 
homemade dinners and mm-hmm. make everything from scratch. And what would I like to do that? Absolutely. Does my life allow for me to do that right now? Nope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our lives aren't really meant to look like a Pinterest board. They're really not because <laughs> Pinterest boards don't have cracker crumbs on the kitchen floor. Okay. <laughs> it's true. I like this. And real life does. Real mm-hmm. life is crumbly and crunchy and messy sometimes. And it just, uh, how do other people's opinions of eventually affect your peace and your decision about what you do? Have you specifically with dinners? Have you found yourself like trying to please this unseen audience? With, yes. With, it's the what, unseen vegetables? audience. Yeah. Like none of my friends care. I know you don't care what I feed my kids. And oh what my it, gosh. It doesn't matter. I wish it, my kids would eat rice like your kids do. <laughs> I mean, if we could just get that one win. I, I have frequently, because it worked with cheeseburgers last year and saw Gray <laughs> eat a cheeseburger, I'll be like, Let's call Gray. Gray likes Chick-fil-A sauce. Gray likes tacos. And she's like, I don't care. I'm never eating it again. I about passed out when she ate that cheeseburger because Gray ate one. It's the craziest things that get our kids to eat specific things. You just never know what's going to work. I have to say, I was meeting with my feeding therapist, not mine, my babies this week. And she told me that it's more common to find the kids who don't eat the vegetables than it is to find the ones who do. So that made me feel better. I think it is. I think it is kind of a phase that we have to get through. And Mm -hmm. we just pray that eventually they're going to like enjoy salad with even if it has an entire half bottle of ranch on it. It's what it is. But at the same time, I really hope that my kids will be nice and kind and respectful and will never run away from me in the pool again. And I think at the end of the day, that's more important than how many green beans you ate that week. Especially if I'm just trying to check it off this unseen list of expectations Mm -hmm. that I need to meet, you know, you're supposed to let your kids eat vegetables and that's good for them because it's healthy. But am I trying to get my kids to eat vegetables because that's something that I feel is important or that someone else has told me is important? And that can be for anything. It's not just vegetables. P.S. I think vegetables are healthy again. I think they're great, but we're working on it. So how would we want motherhood experiences to be different for our daughters and or our daughters-in-law? Because we have the chance to have both here. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine having grandkids and walking our kids through what we've been through? I cannot. Just I, I cannot. Go pour you another co- coffee, boo. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> not even something I had even, like, thought about. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I really, I really hope for my daughter a lot of things that will add up to motherhood, but Mm -hmm. unity within females itself would be nice. Yes. And I feel like if it started younger, Mm -hmm. it would be better as they got older. Absolutely. Um, Maybe taking some of that competition out early on. I've tried really hard. So this might seem silly and insignificant, especially after you've heard how I put my kid in her room for a really long time. But there was, we both grew up dancing and we know how quickly that can go south. Mm-hmm. Great sport, but it has a lot of body image stuff in it. It does. And I have steered clear of schools that I know have a reputation, not at four and five and six, but a little bit later of being like, you have to have a certain body type to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to ever influence my kid, but I definitely don't want it to start this young. It's it's hard. 
Mm -hmm. It's hard. The body, the body image issues really scare me. Yeah. And Um, that's something that starts young. mm -hmm. I read a statistic this week that by age seven or eight, some girls will start thinking that they're fat. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. And I think we put too much emphasis on physical features yes when complimenting girls and i'm just gonna stick with girls it's applicable to boys too Mm -hmm. but i think it's just different with girls yeah um but you know i i love to praise coralie i love to tell her how pretty she is and Mm -hmm. whatnot but i don't think those are the defining features of her and i don't want her to hear that more than you are so smart you are so um, strong. Um, yes. you were so independent. Like I want her to hear those types of affirmations and not just latch on to you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like you are, but that's not what's important. Absolutely. And, and I feel like that starts young too with the ideal image. So we both have curly hair and we know growing up when we grew up that curly hair was not the ideal. It wasn't, it was it, made fun of. It was made fun of. And we both straightened our hair. A lot because that was the ideal and that was just, and that's a very, very, very Mm -hmm. small surface thing, but a lot of stuff can get pulled into that and it does become very competitive of, you know, who has the best, the most, the prettiest. Those are things that I would want not to carry into motherhood for my kid. I would also just want some more education. I know we talk about C-sections and different experiences with motherhood a lot, but the C-section part of my labor and delivery class lasted about 20 minutes. And we all left with the impression of like, you're not good enough mm-hmm. if that's what you have to do because you didn't try hard enough or push hard enough or go natural enough and be in this. And, and it's not just C-sections. There's a lot of things that can follow that train of thought with motherhood, but I don't want my kid to ever feel like she's not enough in mm-hmm. any capacity because she had to do something differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of times C-sections, specifically since you're bringing it up, aren't identified as a birth. No, no. Like it's, it's not. You took the easy way it, out. It, there, You didn't have the experience. Yes. Birth. And I've struggled with that. Like, mm-hmm. that's been hard for me, you know? And th- it's just there's not enough awareness. And I don't remember even hearing much about C-sections in my birth class. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very, and it was left as like, you know, a last resort. I'm not saying that that should be something that we all jump to, but this is again, just a very song for, for women who can't breastfeed and need Mm -hmm. to end up going to formula or it it goes to so many other things. And it starts with those little things. You better breastfeed, Mm -hmm. you you know, those, those opinions of what you should do. It starts so early. I saw a forum on us speaking of Facebook groups on a Facebook group this week. I saw where a mom was asking about where you could get on an infant daycare list. And here, because there's a childcare desert, I think they actually use that term. You have to basically like take a pregnancy test and get on a childcare waiting list. If you need a daycare, it's really bad. And someone commented and was like, basically you're dumb. Don't you know that you're not supposed to take your kid anywhere until they need to go to preschool? What? Yeah. You, they said you're not supposed to take your kid anywhere until they're ready for preschool. Like you're not supposed to send them away for childcare. Yeah. You need to stay home. You don't send an infant to daycare. Oh, so basically shaming you also if you because have you to, to work. go back to work. Yeah. And it can just go into, and also that was a man that said that. So oh, that's, that's cute. A, it that's was real cute. It was adorable. <laughs> but it's like, you know, 
<laughs> you have literally no idea what literally because you're man going through this <laughs> and clearly you never were in a position where you either a had a child or a b a and a had a wife that needed to go back to work whether she wanted to or needed to financially so th there can be a lot of divisive things within there I really wish that we could drop the wearing pink on Wednesday and sitting at the lunch table together because we just need to recognize that again, all of our kids have public tantrums. Yep. We all have cracker crumbs on our kitchen floors. Yep. And I did wash my hair yesterday, but <laughs> I if, did not. If you didn't, I'm on I want day four. You're I'm on day, day four. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Oh my goodness, you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to get comments from you. And if you like and share and do all of those things, leave us reviews on whatever platform you're listening. It helps other people find our podcast, which we really appreciate. And we definitely also want to hear your ideas of what you would like for future episodes. I remember, guys, we are not meant to do this alone. Finding a counselor or a therapist in your area does not have to be scary. Um, and you can find someone through your internet browser, asking a friend, um, and just look around for it, guys. Yeah, it, it can be so helpful because especially if you're not getting the support that you feel like in your organic community, you need somebody who's on your team. But speaking of that, we are on your team. We are rooting for you. You can do this. And we'll see you next time.